Hello, hello, and welcome to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your goals without burning out. I'm your host, Lori, and this show isn't just about movement and nutrition. You probably already know that exercise and nutrition is important for your mental and physical health and well-being. It's also about stress management, mindset, shedding those limiting beliefs, and working through some of that childhood trauma while you're at it. Today, I'm joined by Devin Garcia. Devin is a yoga and flexibility teacher, as well as a mum to a very energetic toddler. She's been teaching for about 13 years now and has a real passion for helping her students reach their goals. She feels strongly that yoga should be accessible to anyone who wants to practice, so she has a variety of ways that people can learn from her. She teaches in person and online with live classes, on-demand classes, as well as coaching and readable mini trainings. Devon, I'm so excited to have you. How are you going today? I'm doing very well today. How are you? I'm good. I've just started my day and it's really funny. People can't see us right now if they're listening, but we're both on the east side and it looks like it's still night where you're at and it looks like day here. Yeah. (laughs) Cloudy day today over here. (laughs) Yeah. I love Canada though. I actually lived in Vancouver for a year and a half, but I've not been to Ontario yet. Oh yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I have been to Toronto airport though, and it was a terrible experience, but I'm sure Toronto itself is much nicer. (laughs) I have to be honest. I haven't had the greatest experiences at that airport either. (laughs) Yeah. The operational efficiency just wasn't hitting it for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Devin, I'm very pleased to have you and to have a teacher, you know, you've got so many more years experience than me as a teacher. And I just love learning from other teachers and other coaches in this space. And I feel like whenever anyone gets into this like teaching or coaching modality, there's a specific reason why they got into it in the first place. So can you give me the context of your life for me to understand why you help people in the way you do today through yoga and flexibility and coaching? Sure, I'd love to. So um, I used to work in an office and um, I wanted to do exercise. And I was trying out different stuff with friends. And uh, one of my friends invited me to a hot yoga class. And back then in my area, a hot yoga was super popular. There was a hot yoga studio on like every corner, um, but I'd never tried it. So I went uh, to meet her and she didn't show up. And before this, I'd never done anything alone. (laughs) So that was a real like fork in the moment fork in the road moment for me because I could have gone home to my comfort zone but I was already there so I gave it a shot and I ended up loving it so I'm so glad I did that um, choice instead of going to my comfort zone (laughs) Um, and then uh, I stuck with it I was going to all sorts of studios doing their intro specials and then I found a studio I really liked so I uh, ended up getting a annual membership there and then I did my teacher training there because I really really like I was I was in I loved it (laughs) and then um I I don't know really why I decided to do the teacher training I think I wanted to deepen my practice because before that I was really really scared of public speaking like in school if I had to do a presentation I had like that shaky voice and I wanted to cry (laughs) um but then they had this program for their graduates to teach um, a free class at their studio. And it was a, it was called like a community class. So people could go for cheap. I think it was like $5 for the class. Um, 
And my first class had like 70 plus people in it. So I was like jumping in the wow, deep Wow, that's huge. I don't yeah. think I'd coach that many in fitness. Yeah, but not in yoga. <laughs> yeah, it was super scary, but I got through it. And then I was like, oh my God, if I could get through that, I could do this. So then mm-hmm. I started teaching um, like evening classes after I was done work. Uh, and I started noticing people really like there was a group of people who really liked my classes and would follow me around. And when they started reaching goals of theirs from what I was teaching, it was just like, oh my God, I could actually help people. So I really, really loved that feeling. And as I started to love that feeling more and more, I started to hate my office job more and more. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like an inversely proportional relationship there. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, so then I, eventually I ended up leaving the office job and I dove right into teaching and I was going around to all sorts of studios and gyms and private clients homes um, for the longest time and that's what I was doing pretty much until the pandemic hit and then I had to uh, pivot a bit and switch things up. (laughs) Oh I feel you my fitness business so I was like full-time in fitness, but then also full-time. So I had two businesses. I was also management consulting and people operations. And like the first thing to get cut is always people ops because, you know, it's kind of like a, um, it shouldn't be, but you know, it's just talent, people, all that gets cut first. And then also fitness went down. So I'm really curious, like what was, is that why you do virtual stuff now? Or what was your journey there through COVID? Yeah, luckily, um, some of my really faithful students, um, there was like a little group of them, they had to move away just before the pandemic hit. So one of them moved to um, BC, so like the other side of Canada yes. <laughs> uh, from me. And then um, one moved to a couple of towns away. So she was like too far to come and uh, learn in person from me. And uh, and then the other ones still live close to me, but they liked to practice together. So we were like, hey, why don't we try doing it just like over a video call, um, like on Zoom or or something else? So we we kind of tried it out that way and we were working out the kinks um, and then the pandemic hit and we were kind of like already knew how to roll with that. And then um, a couple of other students of mine said, hey, do you teach at all online since we can't be in person anymore? So I was able to easily transition to that. And then I got um, pregnant and uh, I decided to make like recorded classes so I could have an on-demand sort of thing for people um, to access so they could practice whenever they wanted. And then that really kind of... um, I didn't even realize it, but like when I had my daughter and then I wasn't able to, you know, go to a studio whenever their schedule was, I had to work around her. Like, it seems obvious, but I didn't even, that didn't even register with me until I had her. And I was like, oh, like having something on demand when you can practice whatever you want is like uh, really convenient for a lot of people. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of stuck with that. That's awesome, Devin. I really, that's such a cool journey. And I love that you kind of like dipped your, there's a few things I want to pull out like of this. So first it was kind of when you're at that fork in the row, choosing the path that was right rather than what was easy. Yes. <laughs> because it would have been really easy to go home when you're, you aren't inclined to do stuff alone, which a lot of people aren't inclined 
to do things alone, especially women, um, from, from a safety perspective and we're tribal beings. So it makes sense that we want people around us. Um, the second thing is that I really do want to pull out of your story is that first you went to lots of different studios. I think a lot of people experience gym intimidation or, you know, gym anxiety, and it's sometimes because they haven't found the modality that they like. So they haven't tried Pilates or yoga or kickboxing or whatever. Um, but a lot of the time they have found what they enjoy, but they haven't found the community that's best for them. And yes. I, I don't know if you would agree with this, but there are some communities like yoga communities that I just don't resonate with even though oh, I love 100%. yoga. <laughs> and I feel like it's the same in CrossFit as well. Like oh, yeah. sometimes I just feel like um, I'm really multifaceted and I'm, yeah, I'm a hippie and like I'm into astrology, yoga, chakras, all that sort of stuff. But I'm also a corporate girly. And, and sometimes I go in and I just feel like I don't fit in because I'm meant to only be one of those things. Yeah. It's so funny you bring up CrossFit because um, I'm a super flexible person and as I was practicing yoga more and more, I was kind of starting to feel kind of weird in my joints. Mm. Uh, and I realized it was because I wasn't strong enough. So I was kind of yes. like a overcooked noodle. I had no strength, <laughs> but I could bend really crazily. Um, so I started to, like you were saying, search out different modalities for strength. And, and um, I would try different uh, boot camp classes and like training. And then I found a CrossFit. It was actually like a Groupon. So it was a really cheap deal and it was a place close to me, but I loved it because the guy who owned it had like, he was um, a kinesiology um, person and Mm. he knew how to work with my crazy flexible body. (laughs) And as I got stronger, I actually realized I started getting more, um, flexible so I was like oh the two go hand in hand if you're if you're strong it doesn't mean you have to be less flexible um and so it's yeah it's just funny you brought up CrossFit because then once he left because he was too busy there was people who were technically trained but they didn't have the same knowledge as him and I stopped feeling safe so I stopped Mm. going yeah that's a big thing um I, especially with group fitness is that sometimes they're too busy in a group fitness class to focus on everyone. And it takes a really good trainer to kind of understand the body as a whole. And, um, I, you know, because I studied biomedical science and have done yoga and also, um, fitness, I can be a bit of a pain in the ass in a group fitness class because when I'm given an adjustment and I don't agree with it, I ask why I'm like, and they don't have the time to explain why. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I'm just curious as to why. Is it why because you think that everyone should be doing the movement in the s- same exact way? Or is it why because you've actually got a better way of doing it with solid reasoning behind it? Yes. Um, and I get frustrated if I don't get an answer as to why, <laughs> which is probably me being a pain in the ass, but also I feel like a valid question. Yeah, but you have to advocate for yourself, right? Because yeah. um, the thing with uh, fitness and yoga teachers, like when you just graduate, you have no experience, right? <clears throat> so mm. you might know the knowledge of it all, but uh, that's all generalized. Everybody is so different. So like, for me, those teachers who came after that one guy at CrossFit, they 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 knew their textbook stuff, but 
they were like, oh, lift this thing over your head. And I'm like, no, my back feels like it's going to bend. And they're like, oh, don't worry. And I'm like, no, that's something to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Let's like, let's focus on something else in the body before we lift it like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even something like, you know, if you think about an overhead squat and CrossFit, like how long your femur is in proportion to your torso can make a huge difference into how you squat. And there's lots of different things that different anatomies are going to handle differently and need to be trained differently. So there's always bio-individuality. Yeah. And, you know, you could always be that person who's like, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like, you know, educating them. When I was trying to <laughs> get strong myself. So I just stopped Yeah, going. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's like, it's nice to ask why, and then you don't get an educated answer, you, you move on. And I think that's important for folks to know as well. Um, I do want to dive into this notion of like strength versus flexibility, because they do sometimes feel a bit inversely proportional because strength is contracting the muscle, whereas, okay. you know, flexibility is relaxing the muscle. So yeah. how do you build strength while also um, ensuring that we're building flexibility? Like how do you make them both proportional at the same time? Yeah, that's a really great question because I could see how uh, people would think like, oh, I don't have enough time in the day to do like, cardio and strengthening and flexibility and everything else. So um, yeah, I, I feel like maybe prioritizing an area, for example, if you know you're really tight in your hamstrings, like mm -hmm. that can affect the whole back chain of your body, right? So um, being able to know that maybe I need to do more stretching in this area and maybe not as much strengthening and um, or like other areas where for me, for example, I'm really not that strong in my arms, but I'm mm -hmm. really flexible in my arms. So I don't need to uh, work on the flexibility in my arms as much as the strength, but you still need to sprinkle it in a little bit, you know, maybe like a 70, 30%. Because uh, if you do only focus on the strength, then you'll lose some of the flexibility. So you want to keep a balance but not maybe 50-50, depending on your body. Um, and then as you find that you're getting stronger and you are still stretching a, an appropriate amount for that area, uh, you can start to notice like, oh, I can be even more flexible, but I feel uh, in integrity in my body and uh, it feels stable. Maybe I've built a better foundation, so I'm not going to injure myself if I try to do something crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that makes total sense. A lot of it is um, being able to, I guess, like analyze your body or um, yes. get really curious about your body. And it begs the question for me is like, what sort of metrics should we be tracking when it comes to our fitness and our physical health? Um, a lot of the time we track, uh, you know, our dress size, we track um, weight on the scale, we track body fat percentage, but it's sounding like there's a few additional metrics that you're kind of looking at when you're looking at your own physical health and others. Yeah. I mean, those things are like, they're important to a degree, but I feel like people yeah. can get obsessed with them and then it can make them feel 
sometimes bad about themselves. And I'm like, so not about that. So I personally don't even own a scale because I don't want to know about that. <laughs> um, and I feel like, hey, if my clothes fit me, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, for me, I, I like to go based on, um, I'm really try to be in tune with how my body feels. So uh, like I take my daughter for walks all the time because it's summer here, right? And I, I like to hibernate in the winter because I don't like the cold. <laughs> yeah, um, um, and especially where you are, I wouldn't be walking out outside. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you could slip and you don't want to get hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm giving you all the excuses right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but going for tons of walks, um, then I feel like... Um, I, I'm like, oh, I'm flexible. I don't need to stretch. But then I start to notice, especially in my left knee, I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel like a little bit of discomfort here. So I stretched out my calves and I'm like, oh my God, that's really tight. I did not expect that in my body. Yes. Um, so yeah, I try to be in tune. If, if something like my knee is bothering me, I'm not just going to sit around and be like, oh, well, I guess I'm getting old and my knee is just going to bother me. Uh, I try to kind of investigate, like, what can I do to make this um, feel better? Like, why is it feeling this way? What have I been doing differently? Oh, I've been walking a lot and not stretching my legs enough. Maybe I should stretch my legs. Oh, I, my knee's starting to feel better. You know, that kind yes. of thing. Um, yeah. And, and like how, um, how I feel like, um, based on like what I'm eating, you know, if, if it's kind of like barbecue season, if I've been having a lot of barbecue and not enough, like nice, fresh things, uh, then you kind of start to feel, I really, I don't get stomach aches too much, but I start to feel kind of like kind of like heavier, not like mm. weight wise, but like everything just feels kind of like dragged down. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't been eating well. Let's try to start eating a bit better. So for me, uh, I personally just try to be in tune with what I'm feeling and not ignore things. Cause yeah. I think a lot of people are really good at ignoring signs from their body. <laughs> exactly. And it's so simple when you say it out like that, like oh, my knees sore. What have I been doing differently? I've been walking more. I'm going to focus on like stretches and stuff like that. I feel sluggish. Oh, it's barbecue season. Maybe I should lay off um, the meat and potatoes. That sounds so simple. Yet we do not investigate ourselves like that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like you have the emotional and then like the analytical, right? So you're like, mm, I want to have that kind of stuff. I love the smell of barbecue and this and that. But then if you let the analytical part of your mind go, hey, wait a minute, maybe I'm feeling this way because of that. <laughs> yeah, then, exactly. You know. I put both, both together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm really curious about your yoga practice and what you teach. Like, do you teach more vinyasa, yin? Like, what do you what do you do day to day? So I do a little bit of a, a mixture. Um, I I start with flows. Usually, I feel like that's a really good way to warm up the body. You're kind of doing back bends and forward folds and a little bit of strengthening with your chaturangas and your your warrior ones and stuff like that. Um, and then I like to warm up the core. So after doing lots of flows, getting warmed up, then like to strengthen a bit. And then after that, I, ha I have people work on like balance and then lots of stretching. And a lot of people that I work with don't really like the balancing, but I always try to remind them like, you know, 
a lot of people fall a lot when they start to get older. So mm. I think um, people need to focus a bit more on balancing than we tend to want to. <laughs> yes. No, I agree with you there. I, I actually find balanced postures the most challenging. I did my yoga teacher training in Rishikesh. So they taught me very like traditional things. So a lot isn't backed in science, but it's backed in very much kind of their historical culture. And the way that I was taught about balance poses is that you, people that struggle with balance and what it's training is actually more so the mind and it's training being able to focus. And if you are wobbling a lot, it's because you are like overthinking, there's too much on your mind and it's a mental training exercise, which makes sense. Because if we look at Ayurveda and Ayurveda is like essentially um, for, I'm sure you probably know, but for people who don't know what Ayurveda is, there's like these different kind of doshas, which is like the energy in your body, which is basically like air, water, fire, etc. For me, it's all like Vata. So it's like the mind's just like, like the mind's going everywhere and I'm like okay explained like that that makes sense as to why I do not like balance poses so I think like it's for the physical it's really good in terms of like falls but for the mental also it's really great for just like learning how to focus <laughs> oh totally I I know when I'm having like a stressed out day or if I have lots running through my mind my balance is totally crap uh, but if I'm able to focus I'm like super steady so uh, like that might not be backed in science but I know I could back it up by my own <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah mess around and find out that's what yeah. I say if you yeah. don't believe it just like do your own personal science experiment figure out what feels good <laughs> yeah just try it out <laughs> yeah are you tired of constantly feeling burnt out while trying to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself struggling to maintain motivation and productivity over long periods of time? I'd like to introduce you to the Goal Getting Journal, the ultimate solution for those of you who want to surpass their goals without burning out. Our journal is designed to help you set achievable goals, track your progress, and maintain a healthy work-life balance. With our journal, you'll discover practical strategies for managing stress, staying motivated and avoiding burnout, including time blocking, habit stacking, and so much more. You'll also learn how to prioritize your tasks and maximize your productivity so you can get more done in less time. The Goal-Getting Journal is perfect for anyone who wants to achieve their goals without sacrificing their mental health and well-being. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a student, or just someone who wants to make any positive change in your life, the Goal-Getting Journal can help you stay on track and avoid burnout. And for Holistic Fitness Podcast listeners, you can get 20% off your first journal using the code HF podcast. Go to goalgettingjournal.com and type HF podcast at checkout to get your discount. So what are you waiting for? Order the Goal Getting Journal today and start getting your goals without burning out. Um, I'm really curious about how, so that's one example, how yoga can support your mental well-being. What are a few um, examples or experiences that you've had how like yoga can help relieve mental stress? Oh, so um, like I mentioned, when I started, I didn't want to do anything by myself. Uh, so I, 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 I like to refer to myself as a recovering toxic extrovert. <laughs> so a recovering uh, toxic extrovert. You need to yeah. dive into that after you finish your point. <laughs> yeah. So um, I found that even though 
you know, you're in a class, there's people around you, but you might not know them. So it's kind of like a, a an intro way to learn to be more comfortable by yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then as I practiced more and more, um, I found that I, I didn't want to go with my friends because I wanted to focus more on my practice instead of like, you know, palling around sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, and then even further along in my practice, I, I still like to go to classes like occasionally, but I prefer to do it myself because I find I can really tune in and focus on what I need to be working on rather than what somebody's telling me to work on. So I feel like in that regard, yoga really helped me to tune into myself and be able to uh, be like, oh, what parts of my body are bothering me? Or is there something on my mind that I am ignoring sort of thing? Uh, So that really helped in that regard and um, in confidence as well. Like when I started, I was like, oh my God, like how could people wear such tight clothes? Like, that's so embarrassing. (laughs) And like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. There's a big mirror there. People are looking at me. That's so embarrassing. But over time, like that went away. Like it wasn't something I consciously practiced to be like, stop being so embarrassed or whatever. Um, That's just, it just kind of went away. It was like, oh, I'm, I'm not so focused on how I look or if other people are looking at me, if they want to look at me, that's their business, you know? (laughs) Um, And that really, really helped with teaching as well. Because if I was feeling that way, like, oh, are my clothes good enough? Or people are looking at me, like, of course, people are going to be looking at me as I'm teaching. (laughs) Uh, So that really, really helped with the self-confidence as well, which I think helps with like um, anxiety and stress and stuff. Because uh, when you have more confidence, you're not stressing out about what other people are thinking about you or you know if you have some kind of deadline and it's really stressful like obviously it doesn't eliminate stress completely but I think it helps you to manage it better you you can take your deep breaths instead of letting everything overwhelm you yeah emotional regulation is key and I think that yoga really helps you um learn how to not be as controlled by your situations or react immediately to your situations and help create space to figure out how you should react or well, how you choose to react rather than how you like just go for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I do have a couple of um, questions. So you mentioned that yoga kind of like helps you tune into yourself. You like being by yourself because rather than like being told what you should work on, you like um, kind of tuning into yourself. So why, you know, coaching is obviously really, really important and having that external perspective, especially from someone you trust is great, but why should we also learn to kind of like be able to coach and tune in with ourselves? Uh, I think it's super important because if you're going to like, it's kind of different if you have like a private um, teacher, because they've, are obviously focusing on what you're asking them to teach you. But if you're going, you're going to a class, it's very generalized for like all levels and, and to make it like accessible to most people in the class. Um, But if you're going in like, oh man, like my side is hurting me. Like that might not necessarily be something that is focused on in the class. So 
once again, like I had said before with my knee, it's not something you should be like, oh, well, it's bothering me. I guess that's my life now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you should tune into yourself and be able to be like, okay, what can I do to make this feel better? Um, mm. And that's sometimes, you know, everybody gets aches and pains and, and injuries specific to themselves. So it's kind of a good thing to be able to tune in and be able to kind of I'm maybe not fix that but work on it yourself instead of ignoring it yes I do think it can be dangerous not to listen to yourself especially I guess like I've I've had a lot more experience I've got more of that like high personality so obviously teaching high energy fitness classes and and high energy fitness is I've got the voice for it <laughs> and and I've noticed like it, and I say this said this to people when I was doing it more often was like listen to yourself if I'm telling you to do like 10 burpees in in 30 seconds and you know you're not capable like yes sometimes you need to learn when you need to push yourself and you need that guidance and you need that cheerleader but you also need to know when to quit or when to slow down or when to um, adjust yourself like I'll provide different adjustments but I'm not going to be able to tell you what you need to do in your own body. And I think a lot of people need to learn when to listen to their body, learn to listen when they're like taking the foot off the gas because they can't be bothered or when like they actually might get injured or lightheaded or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's like something, you know, I still feel like I work with, um, I'm, I'm the type of person who's like, Oh, I could just do it. Like if there's just, you know, 10 seconds left, you could do anything in 10 seconds, but sometimes that's not the best mindset to be. (laughs) Yeah. To be honest, I do do that. I, I now my strategy and I was doing like one of those, um, fitness classes in a hot room, like one of those it's, it wasn't yoga, but it was in a hot room the other day. And I'm like, okay, to sustain myself, I'm going to give like 60 to 70%. And I often do this in group fitness anyway, because I've got my own teaching and other stuff I need to do. So I can't like kind of put the pedal on the gas all the time, but always in that last bit, I'm like, right now I know it's the end. So I'm going to go hard. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's kind of my mindset is like, I would prefer to finish then. um, And and when you, when like, cause I was new to that, I've never done that type of thing before. And I'm like, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to give. So it's, it's funny. Like you do have to kind of play around to figure out where your edge is too, especially when you're new to a class. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And like the opposite's true. Like you were saying too, like, sometimes you're feeling lazy and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to do that thing. But you kind of have to be like, why do you not want to do that thing? Are you feeling really low energy because you've had like a really tough day? Maybe it's time to be kind to yourself, but also like at the same time, maybe I'm just feeling that way because I just don't like that thing and I don't want to do it. Yes. (laughs) Oftentimes the things you don't like are the things you have to um, work on. And I mentioned that in, uh, in this little free resource that I have on my um, website. Like you have to do the things you don't like to do. Cause that's oftentimes your body telling you, Hey, this area needs attention. <laughs> yes. And we're not really learning if we're always leaning into what's comfortable and that's kind of the ego coming in. So if like, I'm similar to you, I'm very flexible through the top of my body, but I'm not very strong. If I always did legs, 
if I always did flexibility. I mean, I can do the splits and all that sort of stuff that like ego, ego through the roof. Like look at my Hannah Master. Yeah. It's like, woo, we're crushing it here. Um, (laughs) But if I never did push-ups, it's just kind of like living in your ego and not doing what's comfortable. And yes, sometimes you'll have to adjust because you're not as strong there. So yes, drop to the knees sometimes, but um, you do need to lean into what's comfortable. Otherwise you're not becoming a balanced human. And and we're almost just like living in that state of like, look at me, look at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like that, like you were saying with the ego, like um, not being able to do a push up might feel crappy, but it's it also like, Hey, uh, you know, this is a good opportunity to know that this is something you need to work on and practice. Like for me, um, I used to go to a advanced class when I was still going to classes a lot and everybody in the class could do a handstand, but because I'm not strong in my upper body, I couldn't do one, like even up against a wall. And at first I was like, what the heck? Like I can do the splits, no problem. Like this feels so crappy. Everybody else is doing it and I can't do it. Yes. And then over time I let that go because I'm like, you know, this is my practice. There's no finish line. Like, what am I thinking? As soon as I get a handstand that I'm going to like throw in the towel and be like, well, life completed. I got that <laughs> handstand. And no, that's not the case. Like as soon as I get it, I'm going to work on it, improve it do things with it and that's what it took me like probably eight years to even just be able to kick up against a wall but then once I got that it was pretty quick I was working on improving my form and being able to slowly move away from the wall and doing different fun tricks in it and if I'd given up because I was like oh well I'm obviously never gonna get it if it's taking me this many years and I wouldn't have been able to do all that other stuff. So yeah, there's always um there's always room for progress and there's never a finish line, in my opinion. <laughs> totally. And that kind of like brought up another thought is that pull-ups especially is more of a mindset that you can't do it than it is a strength. A lot is strength, don't get me wrong, but a lot is just like if you've never done a pull-up, thinking that you could actually pull yourself up. Same with a handstand. So I'm not super strong through my upper body, but I've been doing gymnastics since I was five. Gym, being a gymnast coach was my first kind of like, was my first job when I was 13. And I've always been able to do a handstand, even though I'm not super strong. And I do think it's the fear of doing yes. something you've not done which is scary as well. So sometimes it's yes, strength that we're overcoming, but it's the fear that we're overcoming too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mindset thing. I know that's true for me. Like once I got the handstand, because before getting up, it was like, I wasn't engaging my core and I didn't know it. I couldn't feel it. I was like kind of backbending and it was just a whole mess. Um, But when I did get it, I was strong in it but I was too afraid to move away from the wall because it's kind of like the fear of the unknown. Like if you fall backwards, what's going to happen? Well, you're going to fall and learn. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think we should teach people how to, how to, um, fall out of things first. And that's actually what we did in gymnastics. We teach how to 
fall out of a handstand, which is like tuck your head under and roll out of it. So you're not so scared. And and I've seen it before. People like go into a backbend and they make falling out of it way harder than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, or like winding the, the, themselves because they oh, fall on their back or something. Yeah. And that, that's not needed. Wants. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you teach a forward roll before a handstand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, you want to do these things, but you want to be safe because you don't want to have a setback and have to start from scratch sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, kind of speaking about fear, we were mentioning self-confidence um, self confidence before. You kind of spoke about how yoga helped with self-confidence, but I want to know why. Like, why does yoga help improve your self-confidence? I know from uh, like an ego standpoint, but when I very first started, cause like I said, I wasn't strong, so I couldn't do like fun gym things, you know, like <laughs> lift heavy weights or do push ups or pull ups or anything like that. But when I was in the class, I was able to do really um, deep back bends or like the splits and stuff like that. So I know that gave like a really good little boost of confidence in the very beginning. So I was like, Oh, maybe these are my people. <laughs> um, and then I, I found that obviously like, that's not a great way to keep thinking, but it was kind of a good way to feel motivated to continue in the beginning. Um, and then over time, uh, I, like I said, I started to not feel so, uh, self-conscious about what I was wearing or people looking at me. Cause I, I think it's because I started to tune into myself more instead of mm. being like, Oh, that person's doing that pose. Can I do it as well? <laughs> sort of thing. And that's not a mindset you want, but I know a lot of people feel that way when they first start, they're kind of comparing themselves to other people in the room. Um, but I do feel like that does go away with um, experience and practice because you start to feel like you're you tune into your own body. Like I, I said before, I started to notice that my joints were hurting me like nobody told me that I was like, you can't see that as a teacher, really. Um, so luckily, I was able to start feeling things more in my body and be like, how can I? fix this. And that kind of improved my self-confidence because I was like, oh, I'm starting to like understand how my body is working. Uh, oh, I can be like more kind to my body <laughs> mm. instead of punishing myself with like diets and this and that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's a true gift of yoga as well. And I think a lot of people um, with yoga specifically coming into it, think, oh, I'm going to compare myself to other others in the room. It comes back to this whole notion of holistic fitness in the first place is that there's like this big burnout culture. Like I must get stronger. I must do this. I must get better. But real yoga is actually like learning about yourself and then being able to put that, well, a learning about other yourself, but also like giving your gift to others as well. Yeah. And um, I do think it takes time to learn that, especially as a student, because we're coming in with that mindset of producing results and being the best we can when it's actually more about like, well, yes, being the best you can, but learning to listen to yourself and learning to share and give more to others. Um, and yoga, I feel, can be a really gift in every area of your life because you kind of um, build that emotional regulation and learn how to um, interact with others and be more forgiving to yourself and, and yeah. to others. 
Hey, Holistic Fitness fam, a quick message from one of our sponsors, Ned. As you all know, I recommend good nutrition, movement, and stress management practices before supplementing so you know what type of supplementation that your body actually needs. For me, I supplement with very few products, but Ned is one of them. I'm a type A, high energy, ambitious business girly with massive goals. And sometimes I honestly just need to chill out and relax a bit. I've found that both Ned's de-stress and sleep blends fit in with my busy lifestyle and ambitious goals, but I was honestly not a big fan of CBD products before trying Ned, mostly because of the culture surrounding weed. I just didn't want something that was going to alter my state of mind so that I became much less of a goal getter or less ambitious. That was until I learned about full spectrum hemp and their benefits. Ned blends a chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum hemp of active cannabinoids. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to, uh, to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. All of Ned's products are... All of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Colorado. I'm obviously a big fan, but don't take just my word for it. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners in the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leith, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole. Ned is providing Holistic Fitness podcast listeners a very special discount. If you'd like to give Ned a try, listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Lori Lee, L-O-R-I-L-E-E. Thanks, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering a natural remedy to bring balance to so many people's well-being. Yeah, big time. Like like I had said before, like with my recovering uh, <laughs> toxic extrovertness. Yes. Uh, yeah, like before yoga, I, like I said, I didn't want to ever do anything alone. And uh, like the thought of going shopping by myself, I was like, oh my God, people are looking at me or like going to a restaurant by myself. I was like, oh, people are obviously going to think I've been stood up, stood up for a date or something. <laughs> and it's so silly to even like vocalize that because with the emotional regulation and everything that uh, yoga has gifted me, it's just kind of silly to think like, people are not looking at me all the time, <laughs> you know, yes. well, occasionally somebody might be, but they're probably not even thinking anything like, you know, they're who, like who goes to a restaurant and just looks for people who are by themselves and are judging. Them, you know? yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yoga really helped me with that. Um, even when I started, I was like thinking, Oh, are people going to look at me? Like I'm doing something wrong. And now I'm like, if you're looking at me while you're practicing, like that's your business, you should be focusing on yourself sort of thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and what a and gift now to I learn feel that. a lot more comfortable being by myself. And I'm so thankful for that because it was like uncomfortable being by myself before. <laughs> that would have been a really big block in your life as well, because you have to rely on others to do what you want to do. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So can you explain to me, this is just a fun question because I'm curious, a recovering toxic extrovert. So like, <laughs> does it mean that you weren't act actually an extrovert? You just like needed 
to do stuff with other people? I think I am extroverted because I have a really easy time um, meeting new people and feeling comfortable talking to random people. But um, I I think the toxicness of it was that I needed people like I could not be comfortable by myself. And uh, and yeah, and the yoga helped me uh, with the recovery. (laughs) So I still love being with people. I love the energy I get from people. Like if I'm teaching a big class and and people come up to me afterwards and they're like, oh, thank you. And this and that, like, it's such a great feeling for me. I know introverts Mm. get more of their energy from recuperating by themselves. Uh, so I, I don't think I'm that way, but, uh, I do feel a lot more comfortable being on my own. And like, especially now being a toddler mom, like when she goes to bed at night and I like get my own time, I'm like, Oh yes. Me time. (laughs) I bet. I can't imagine. I, um, I have an introvert friend. She's amazing. She's one of my really good friends and she refers to me as her extrovert support friend. So <laughs> she can do stuff by herself, obviously, but like it's the, kind of the other way around. Like when she like kind of needs someone else to do the talking or like just needs someone else to like take in other people's energy because I get energized from it. She calls me her like support friend, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) I love it because that's what um, my partners have always been. I've always dated introverts. And like, if we're at a coffee shop and someone needs to complain about the food because there's something in it, like I'm always the one to do that because I don't get drained by it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My husband is an introvert. It's funny you say that. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. But it's interesting. I've had the opposite experience to you. I, and I think it's because I'm impatient, which is something that I'm working on is um, continuously always working on is like, I've done, I go to restaurants by myself. I do whatever by myself. I traveled India by myself and it's because I, hate being held back by other people and and that's also another thing I'm working on which like yoga teaches you as well is like um not have not being so independent all the time like allowing yourself to be supported that's something I struggle with because so there's there's another side to the coin is what I'm saying is like even if you are very independent and do stuff by yourself like there's there's usually a, a gift and a lesson in that as as well and um, yeah, always went to classes and stuff by myself because if my friends were like, nah, I'm busy or whatever, it's like, well, I'm not doing something by my, I'm not sitting at home doing nothing. I'm going to go do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okie doke. So last question of the day is create your own question, Devin. So is there anything, you know, we've spoken about lots of different things. We've spoken about physical health, mental health. We've spoken about um, confidence and how yoga can help you with that. Um, is there anything that you haven't shared today about like your expertise that you wanted to share with folks? Like any, any ending piece of expertise? Um, I think that, uh, we kind of touched on it a bit, but like prioritizing your, your body and is like super important, um, especially different stages and seasons of your life. Um, I know as a mom, when, my baby was a newborn. I was on the couch like all day trapped by her naps and feedings and stuff like that. So um, even though I wanted to get back to doing my crazy stuff like splits and chin stands and stuff like that, like I knew that's like not what my body needs right now. That's what my my mind wants. (laughs) So uh, I knew stuff like 
shoulders. I had to really work on shoulder opening or I was going to feel like hunched over (laughs) and stuck that way. (laughs) Um, And like the same can be said for any season of life, right? Um, Finding what's going on in your body and prioritizing that instead of listening to like, oh, my mind wants me to just be like a handstand queen or this or that. And that's totally fine. Like, uh, like it's so fun to practice that stuff. But if there's something going on in your body that you should be focusing on instead, that that should be your, your main goal. Uh, and I think that's really important uh, to, to incorporate in your practice. Um, you know, maybe like a 70, 30, uh, you know, thirty percent doing the fun stuff and seventy percent focusing Knowing what on what you need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes total sense. Like, and and I think that's a really nice thing to end on is is your your life goes through different seasons. So so does your physical practice. You can't expect to do what the mind wants all the time. You do have to be malleable and flexible and and focus on what you actually need to be the healthier self you can. Be. so you can do stuff when you're 80 you can pick up yeah. the great grandkids if you want yeah and like maybe you know uh if it's something that you hate but you know you need maybe sprinkle in like okay I'm going to do the thing I hate first and then I'm going to do the fun thing after so you can yes. kind of like reward yourself <laughs> yes um kind of hijack that kind of dopamine responses yeah (laughs) action reward yeah (laughs) big fan of that oh well Devin I'm sure many people want to learn more about your yoga teaching style and I'm sure many people have connected with you so um how can we get in touch with you and how can we get a hold of that free resource you mentioned earlier so if you just go to my website, which is stretchloveyoga.com, it's uh, the free resources right there, right on that first page. So um, it's it's called Flexibility Secrets. So there's a, some tips in there to help you. And, uh, and you can find my courses and classes on the website as well. And uh, yeah, I'm launching a, a program soon. So if you're interested you can check me out there email me my email is on the website it's all there awesome great well thanks so much for having for joining the podcast today it's been a pleasure having you here Devin. thank you so much for having me it was really fun <laughs> yeah it was super fun and for everyone listening whether you're driving in the car cleaning the house whatever you're up to today eat well move well breathe well and until next time keep shining uh-huh.